Today on the show, we are dealing with Amazon taking over Toys R Us. HBO has to step up their game to compete against Netflix and the Ant and the Wasp box office reviews. We got a lot to talk about. Let's get into it. You are tuned in to Black Hollywood Lives, Geek Nerd Tech. Take fuck these niggas up. Yeah. Welcome to Black Hollywood Live. This is Geek Nerd Tech, also known as GNT. I am your host, Akili Shine, and I'm happy to introduce my co-host, Ryan Hollins. What's up, brother? Back in the building. What's up, man? What's up, G? Hey, my man. Good to have you always here, man. It's a pleasure, brother. Always. Yes, always. Sir, yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. So, yeah, quick, quick, uh, quick, uh, speak, like, speed me up with what's, what's been going on with you, man. How's everything? Man, life, you said speed, speed you up. I'm trying speed. to slow down, man. Life is, slow uh. Down. Life has been a blur, as you know. We've been in the lab for a while, man. We we started at uh, we we've done Black Hollywood Live, man. We Geek Nerd Tech. We we've been ah Achilles, man. We've done so many projects, my brother. Yes. And now um uh doing lots with ESPN. Uh, I, I feel like Drake without the deal. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mixtape Drake. Mixtape Drake, you know, not signed, um, but having the privilege to speak on a lot of platforms. Uh, so uh, it, it, it's really cool, man, it, the, the things that are going on right now. And I think it's just you work, you grind as if you haven't done nothing, man, and you never lose that hunger uh, in that mentality. So, Hey, man, well, as always, I'm, I'm glad that you are succeeding and progressing and growing um, in your broadcast career. And, you know, this is a home for you whenever you want. Um, but yeah, today is, uh, we have a quick show today, so we're going to get right into it. You ready? 101084. Let's do it. All right. So the first story, um, Uber, they're teaming up with this company called Lime. They want to add electric scooters to their app. I think it's an interesting proposition. So Lime is a ride hail giant that's actually um, owned by um, Google or Alphabet. And to have this type of partnership with Uber, I think is fantastic. So not only do you have the you know cars as you know a ride hailing situation, but now you have scooters. When you're talking about like inner city or urban areas, and you kind of want to get you know from point A to point B in a much more efficient way, now you have another option. You think this is a good idea? Great idea. They actually have this uh, uh, resource, I would say, near the beach that I've seen right, near, right, right. near the beaches in uh, in the form of bicycles. You'll hop on a bicycle. Uh, you ride from point A to point B, and you attach your credit card to the si- bicycle, and exactly. then you know you plug it back in. You know once your time is right. up, and they got chips to where somebody yeah. rides off and tries to steal nah, it. They gonna text that ass. Ex- yeah. wow. <laughs> <laughs> they know to find you, but it's a it's a really cool concept because that's just more accessibility. I don't have to go and buy a scooter. I can just rent one. Uh, if I have to be at the at the beach that for that day, or I'm a, at the inner city, or I'm especially if I'm in New York where you got to do a bunch of uh, walking. But I mean, does this promote more laziness, or is this just like a cool product? I right think now? it promotes efficiency because, like, ultimately, time is money. You want to be able to get to where you want to get in a, in a fast way. You don't want to be stuck in traffic. Having a scooter might be able to, you know, navigate around that. Like in Portland, which I know mm. you're a city as you're familiar with, it's called the Bike City. And so, yeah. just what you just said, yes. like, you could like. Download the app, slide your credit card, get the bike, rent it out for an hour or two, 
like no money's exchanged, just like that. So having this integrated within within the Uber app, I think is fantastic. Well, where in LA would this work? I'm just don't. I'm just thinking I mean, randomly. I could see this working in downtown, like you said, the beach. Mm. I could see it working in Hollywood, like mm. anywhere, anywhere where it's kind of like a tourist attraction when you want to get to point A to point B and back. Like I feel it's dope. Like I, I, would, I would, if I was on vacation coming to LA, I would rock that. Let me, let me ask you if you're. I'm thinking sunset. I'm, you said Hollywood. So if if you're intoxicated. And you're on the bike. Is it drinking and driving? I'm sure it is. I'm really? Sure it, I'm sure it is, bro, because it's motorized. How could it not be? Well, you shouldn't even have it. I mean, if, if you're doing sunset, you're doing You the... have to wear a helmet, bro. Really? Well, I would assume so. I don't know oh, how fast gosh. these things go. Um, but that's an interesting question. I, I would assume that anything that's motorized, like you cannot integrate that with, with alcohol. So, And I'm sure there's going to be some type of... <laughs> Uh, Disclaimer, right? If you hurt, if you're intoxicated, you waive all rights to insurance. But and then, okay, versus a bicycle, the bicycle has a flat tire. I just can't use it. Right? If this thing has a mechanical issue, man, you stuck. In which, right? Right? <laughs> right? Stuck, man. Or I turn into the street, or they plug it into charging stations. I would assume, or how long uh, is the usage rate on them? But I'm nonetheless, sh- I love the idea. I love the idea too. I'm in. I mean, I, I can see this. You know, when we go on our next vacation. Wherever that is in the world, like we just hop on the on the line bike and be like, "Hey, I'll catch you." I'm in. I All think right. it's it's a world Uber. This is yeah. a world thing. Exactly. Yeah. So, so yeah. with that being said, I don't I don't want to spend too much time on this topic. But do you think that Uber as a company is going to make advancements in other areas of transportation like this? Like we talked about many times before, like them doing um, aside from you know like like the the normal way that we utilize Uber, but doing stuff where you could actually utilize. Um, like delivery trucks to like you use Uber for packages and stuff like that, or even helicopters or stuff like that. Do you think that they'll expand into other forms of transportation? Best thing about Uber is they're always thinking about the next. And if a concept doesn't work, they, they move on from it. There's no more uh, Uber luxury or SUV. If you notice, because people weren't buying them, it, exactly. it didn't, it didn't make it didn't sense land. to have, but uh, in every city that you go through, there's a Uber tailored for your needs. So as these needs are there, Uber is stepping forth and trying to meet them. So as long as this company continues to fine tune, there's always going to be that market, and you're seeing it right now. You're seeing the growth, man. One hundred percent, man. Well, hey, Uber's always trying to like make advancements and de- and dealing with a lot of PR missteps. So I feel like it's balancing out. Uber is still kind of like the leading company in this space. I mean. It's, it's part of the lexicon. Like when people say, I'm an mm. Uber, or like, I'm a Google it, or I'm Netflix it, or you know what I'm saying? Like, they've yeah. made it so ubiquitous that it's a part of, it's a part of life. So, um, are you a big Snapchat user? I'm not. I, I'm not. I feel like on Instagram, I can do everything I can do on Snapchat. Were you ever? I, I mean, I tried it for like two days, but I was like, I got to keep putting videos up and putting things like, <laughs> like, I'm not doing that. Man. I feel you. Well, this is an interesting story. The reason why I asked you is because Snapchat is working on turning its camera into like a visual search engine that will actually mm-hmm. link users to Amazon listings. So like if, if there's an object, um, a, a song, um, uh, the barcodes, like you use the Snapchat camera and then it'll literally go right into the, the Amazon ecosystem and find that product and then you could buy it. You think that's cool? I mean, doesn't does Amazon need Snapchat to do this? Don't they but already that, take your information and hear your about, conversations? Think about the demographic, though. Who uses Snapchat? Who uses Amazon? Youngsters. Exactly. But, I, but what I'm saying is, are they just trying to legalize them taking our... Like, like no, seriously, Akili, this has all happened to all of us. We've had a conversation of something or in an email, and the next thing you know, all your ads pop up 
talking about a particular object. When we were having a baby, these were conversations. These weren't even text threads. And all of a sudden, I get all these baby ads popping up. So they're already listening. So you guys just, are they, are they trying to just be uh, respectful? Uh, <laughs> are they trying to act like we, we have a choice, right? Nah, you make a good point. You make a good point. But on the inverse of that is like, hey, if I'm Amazon and I already have a, a huge market share with a particular demographic and I'm trying to you know, increase that in other areas, partnering with a company like Snapchat, which, which is clearly for youngsters and millennials, like to be able to have the technology that will lengthen the buy stuff in my store or my distribution platform, like that, to me, that's a win-win. From an Amazon perspective, youngsters I, get it from, are, I get it from your perspective. Youngsters are pretty irresponsible, too. Right. I, I think this is this is bigger for Snapchat than it is for Amazon. Oh, but I, I think I o- ultimately for Amazon, anytime that you can sell more and more and more, you know, they're, 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 going, they're going after the whole market. They're going after everything. They want it all. <laughs> I feel you, though. I, I, I love the concept, though, of being able to take a picture. Like, okay, you got that watch over there. Let me take a picture of it. And then it goes right to the store. And, no, I can get you like this. I get yeah, one too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Watch, my man. I mean, thank you. Might have to, might have to uh, talk with you offline about that. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, did you catch the story, man, uh, about the twelve boys and, and the coach that were stuck in a cave in Thailand? No, man, have you been no. living under a rock? <laughs> uh, apparently, man. Okay, so quickly, the story is, man. So uh, these twelve boys and their coach, they they went off the path. They were in this cave, and there was a sign that says, "You can't go." in these other parts of the cave because it's monsoon season and the cave could potentially flood flood up and you'll be stuck and trapped. These kids and this coach went like two miles into the cave, bro, and got stuck because it started raining and the way they, they came in, they couldn't figure out how to get out. So they were wow. they were in there for like a cool, I want to say, eight days before someone found them. Eight days? And so it was so far that they had to literally like figure out various various ways to get them out. And they were concerned because they had to put on diving equipment to get back out because of certain parts wow. in the cave that had filled up with water so high, they couldn't walk out. So that's that's setting the stage. So Elon Musk was like, well, hey, I have this technology. It's called a mini-sub where instead of you know putting in a diver and, and, and bringing in the kids that way and putting you know the oxygen mask on them and, and the tank on them, they could just go in the mini-sub and they could just float right out. So... My question to you is, do you think that uh, Elon Musk was, because the, the, the debate is that Elon Musk, with his technology, was saying that he could help, but in a way, it was kind of like kind of like going over the heads of the divers, saying that, hey, your, your way is kind of whack. Like, mm. I got this new technology that'll just take care of all of that. The way you're doing it is kind of old. So the question is, do you think that that's kind of like overstepping his bounds? If it comes to saving lives, are, are, are we serious here? Hey, Because at the, at the end of the day, the only thing that matters is that they're saved. Right. Is that they're safe. Ultimately. And we are stepping into an era where we do things uh, faster, smarter, more intelligent. Uh, we, we don't settle for the own way. So, uh, I mean, logically, just get the kids. Like, who cares how they do it? Who cares who makes money from the commission or the hours? If the technology is there, you got an opportunity to save a life. You save a life. Yeah. If I'm one of those kids, I'm like, yo, who? Elon, throw one of those things over here. I don't care what government we're in place, man. Uh, this is a question of humanity right. and not necessarily technology or pride. So I love it. Uh, shame on anyone, my man, who, who felt like uh, his technology, if this was life-saving technology, yeah. wouldn't step in. And I know those kids uh, would have been very thankful for his little dive suit or whatever. Yeah. The, the technology mini-sub. The mini-sub. Help, mini-sub. Well, the kids got out. Um, like, you know, some of the... The Navy SEAL um, guys got them out. Um, they had to, like, 
like I said, put, you know, the oxygen tank on them and like literally in, in, in groups, get them out. Um, they were in there for, for almost two weeks, bro. Complete darkness, no food. Like it's crazy situation, but I, I'm in agreement with you on that. Like, Hey, whoever has the best technology that can help, you know, save lives. Like, why don't you utilize that? I feel like Elon Musk is like our, like, like in reality, like he's like the equivalent of Tony Stark. Mm. I mean, for real, like all the technology that he's built and like, I mean, would you agree? Disagree? Are you are you a fan of Elon Musk? We're talking about SpaceX, we're talking about Tesla, we're talking about Solar City, all these new technologies that he's brought to market. So I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you a quick little rundown on my take on these electric cars. Yes, sir. In in Europe, I lived on the island in Spain in Gran Canaria, and when you look out, you can see all the way across to another island to another shore. It's beautiful. Everything is clear. Mm. And I was there for a couple months. And I had to fly back home for something. When I flew back home, um, the lights were, excuse me, not the lights, but the, the window was open. And I looked through the window. Achilles, I start panicking. And I start freaking out. And I start looking around the plane. I'm like, is nobody seeing what I'm seeing? I'm like, whoa, 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 this is dangerous. We're going into a danger zone. The smog in LA is so significant that we actually don't see what we're we're breathing and we're taking in that from me being on that island I could actually see how horrible our breathing conditions are and I say that to say if Elon Musk is ahead of his time with changing things we all as a people have to hop on board especially in LA especially as Americans because this is going to be life-saving I was literally freaking out. I'm like, whoa, does the plane know what we're going down into? (laughs) And only I would say those who work in aviation, those coming uh, to and fro Europe and those places are really going to see it. But to my naked eye and for my entire life, 33 years of age, clearly I've never seen anything like that. And it it, it completely messed me up. Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. You know, that's why I I rock with Elon um, for, I mean... Aside from his his cool tech that he's developed, but just like the ecological, environmentally conscious t- type of stuff that he's brought to market. But you're right. Companies got to have more social responsibility. I mean, we all live in this world. We can't just be um, contributing to the destruction of it just because of profit. So like air, we need quality air to be able to sustain lives and to be able to, you know, have have, have you know, the generations, the posterity to come behind mm, us to be able facts. to have a great facts. place, great Straight world up. to live in. Straight up. So. Hey, well, I want to get into this Amazon story, man, which is kind of close to home. So, Toys R Us, as we know, has is bankrupt I don't and has grow exactly Toys R Us exactly. So, what the deal is that Amazon is saying that they are going to pick up the helm, almost kind of like how they acquired Whole Foods, but they're going to do it in a very unique way by first shooting out catalogs of toys to all their Whole Foods uh, retail 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 stores, and also obviously on online. And so my question to you is, do you think that this is a great acquisition for Amazon to now be a dominant player in the toy industry? Well, for one, we already shop for toys on Amazon. This is something that was already there. Right. It's just going to be arranged. And um, as parents, I don't, I don't know, is this going to cause me to spend more money? Because, uh, y- you know, we've all had a, a majority of us in addiction to Amazon. And you, you start spinning away and you get start getting little little trinkets and you know you got like a like seat warmers on your bicycle and you know electric lights on your 
on your wallet. Like, you know, you can buy it and get just about any and everything. Uh, but I, I do like the idea for kids. I, I don't want Toys R Us to go away. I hope maybe there's some type of tag to that. Uh, but, I, I mean, it's genius. You don't have to go out and shop. You just hope we, uh, you know, you, you Amazon responsibly. Those folks at home, make sure you Amazon shop responsibly. Do not spend your mortgage on uh Electric hand warmers for your for your garage. Oh, I got one for you. So give me give me your. I know I didn't I didn't, I didn't ask you this offline, but give me your favorite um, Toys R Us experience as a kid. Favorite Toys R Us experience, uh, or like something that you really wanted, and like pops or moms is like, okay, I got mm, you. I'm gonna take you there or whatever. I remember uh, I remember going in, and you know we didn't have much, so there was always a price limit. It was hey, you get one thing. Uh, and I remember I got a, it was like a transformer, but this was like the knockoff transformers, <laughs> the cartoons, but it was pretty baller, but it was transformers, the dinosaurs. So the dinosaurs would transform <laughs> into, and it was the coolest thing ever, uh, in, into transformers. Um, so it was like a, uh, I mean like a T-Rex that would turn yeah. into a transformer. He was pretty big. I'm always, you know, I'm a te- we, we're not on the show. We're not tech guys. So I was, I was like obsessed with that, for sure. that toy. And uh, my uncle would always get me Ninja Turtles. You know, he would sneak me Ninja Turtles action figures at the time. And like, I, I never, never forgot that, man. So there's, there's something about just man. the joy as a child of 100%. opening a toy, man. And you see those eyes light up and there, yeah. there, there's nothing like it. You're absolutely right. Like, Toys R Us is like a cornerstone for a lot of our, our childhoods, you know what I'm saying? Because you would be able to, I mean, I would assume, I would presume that most of us got a bicycle as a kid, and mm. it might have came from Toys R Us. Straight up. Or like like you said, different action figures, or just learning how to like be like a, like a builder or something. Hob, different hobbies that you acquired as a kid that helped, you know, develop your creativity or or even your your mm. intellect, you know? And when you hear Toys R Us, does it just make you happy? 100%. Are those endorphins we go going to Toys R Us? Right? <laughs> Endorphins releasing it's as soon as like the word you say comes ice up. cream. Oh gosh, <laughs> facts. Not for preach, real. brother. Preach. <laughs> they go hand in hand. Ice You're cream. Smiling. And to- Look at bro, you. <laughs> seriously. Toys R Us ice cream. Oh, man, like my, my little son won't be able to experience that, oh, bro. Oh my gosh, it's crazy. He, he'll have better. I know. He'll be daddy. Exactly. One toy a day. Exactly. Well, hey man, this is a really really funny story. So, AT and T has acquired HBO. And the new media CEO is telling the HBO employees, like, hey, y'all got to step your game up. You know what I'm saying? His name is John Stanky. And he's saying that, hey, HBO, what you're doing currently is great. But in order for you to compete against Netflix of the world, you're going to need to, like, develop just not only premiere content, but other content that's going to have people not just watch once a week, but watch multiple times a day. And he's, like, going hard. Like, hey, y'all not working hard enough. Y'all need to y'all need to work like it's childbirth, quote unquote, is what he said. So, do you do you agree with his sentiments? Do you think HBO will always be the premier destination for content, or do you think that Netflix has or will topple them? If you look at trends, and as a history major, you always want to see you can think, see, see things trending. You always want to foresee Netflix is going to take over HBO. They're going to get those larger budgets, and they're going to think be- they have today taken over. I spend more hours on Netflix. Yeah. I, I, there's not too many things on HBO that I need to watch or that I even know are coming out. And sometimes they say less is more, but in this case, more is more because it's entertainment. And I can see any and everything. I mean, Will Smith came to Netflix. So these budgets start getting thrown around and this money's handed out to these stars. 
everybody's going to go to Netflix. And I get it. Netflix just started off as, you know, the, the bootleg, the, the, the 199 movie, you know, the thing four years late you get to see. But now you're getting premier content and you're getting that, oh, <coughs> bro, Netflix original. Ooh, <coughs> what is that? Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I agree with you. I feel like HBO has had an, an, an incredible run. Unless they change their mode of operation and adapt to and evolve to like the current marketplace and like how people consume content and just our dependency on content, they're not going to be around or they're not going to be as prestigious as they once were. I feel like Netflix is killing cats, bro. They're killing cats, and and I feel like you know the new, being. I feel like John, as a CEO, is absolutely right. Like, hey, we have to look at it. We have to look at the analytics. Like, we have to kind of operate almost as a tech company, and we have to figure out how to how to build new demographics mm. into our, our our platform. And let me ask, what? And they can't get away with that. Oh, we we bought one blockbuster movie, and we're going to show it for the next three months straight because we cares? we paid for it. Right. What what show on Netflix did you see that was kind of like Netflix is for real now? Oh, what, like you saying which ser- one? Which like, one? was there one that you watched? Like, Netflix is for real. Well, see, I've I've been a Netflix user when it was you know straight DVDs to the crib, right? So, You're a throwback type of guy. You appreciate, yeah, I do. So I was I was early on the House of Cards, mm. early on the Oranges, the New Black. Mm. But I would say the one for me that hmm, that's a good question. What's the one that's like like the one for me that really revved me up? I'm gonna say Stranger Things. Oh, I feel like that one was just incredible. You were going. I love the Crown. Um, what else? Well, I mean, what are some of your favorites? House of Cards was definitely one. I like Stranger Things. Uh, gosh, I mean, there. I mean, the OA. I don't know if you got oh, to check I love that. The like, OA. There's certain stuff like they they found something, and then you know what's wild is you know money talks. So they're gonna get those HBO writers and producers and content creators, and and they're gonna be like, hey, Netflix, we're in. Budget's there. Budget's money there. talks. Are y'all watching Glow? I haven't. I, I know about it, but I haven't seen it. Have you seen it yet? I. I love Glow so much. Man. Definitely worth watching. It's great. Now, now, is Glow where the women are in spandex? That's it, yeah. There's a million reasons to watch <laughs> I, it. Oh, gosh. That. No, no, no. They're like former... Like, I'm trying to figure out, you know, like... See, what's tough is with some of these Netflix, we, we get explicit content. We're getting unfiltered. And, you know, I got four kids, so we, those kids go die. Like, I'm watching Luke Cage sparingly. The kids go diving in the room. I can't have a, a F-bomb or a nudie seed, man, come <laughs> popping across. Yeah, keep it off, then, if that's the case. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, my man. Well, ultimately, hey man, the fact that like, we could even compare, you know, mm. HBO to Netflix is an incredible thing. Facts. I, I feel like, I mean, because HBO was such a dominant player, it's a titan. It's like, man, like the the, a, the scale, the content scale is, is ever shifting. As a producer of content, how does this excite you? Because you're a guy who who's always in the in the movie, in the television business of things. Uh, uh, how does that wow you? I know you've probably done some things with Netflix, right? Or yeah. I feel that I feel that it's great. The competition is great because it offers more uh, access to, like you said, creators and, and people that are in this industry to be able to have the opportunity to have their their intellectual property. Let me ask you this: if, it, if we're not going project based, let's say just throw out a hypothetical. I know you're a project type of guy. Five year deal with Netflix or five year deal with HBO? Woo! Same right money. Now? Same oh, money, money right now. Five year deal. We're not we're not talking more or less. Five year deal. Which one are you going with? And this is what you do, you know. That's a really great question. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, man, I'm gonna say HBO because it's, it's more prestigious. Mm, okay. Five years, and so I, I, I think that they're gonna have to evolve, like to be able to be competitive. So I don't think they're gonna continue the same 
work workflow and business model that they, they've done for the last whatever years i feel like they're gonna they're gonna i mean come on nothing's nothing's killing game of thrones they still have the best content like hands down can they so, remotely even catch up um, I mean, you got. Come I on, mean, man. they have AT and T behind them, bro. They they're owned by AT and T. Of course, they can fam, catch up. They you got, watch they H- got, you watch, they watch Game money. of Thrones. What? How often do you get a new episode? Once a I know. Once a what? Two yeah. weeks? Three weeks? A month? I mean, you're right. You get one I can't, episode. I can't binge unless unless the season's done. So you get one okay. episode, and you get show, show, right. show, 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 show on Netflix. True. True. So you want to be? You want your hands tied, fam? Well, you want a grab? You want? Is it a Grammy or is it an Emmy? Well, if if you're going about accolades, HBO mm. clearly has more. That's not although, a question. Although that's HBO's not, I gave you a five year deal, fam. I already answered you, HBO, bro. Prestigious because mm. it's like I mean, and I I feel I feel like I feel like I want to say Netflix because like well the thing is like Netflix is not showing us the numbers. They're not showing us the viewing habits. They're not showing us like how many times something has been mm. watched. So a lot of the stuff, you know, even though it, you can binge it and it's it's current and it's different, like it doesn't necessarily mean that it's it's actually moving the needle, right? So most of the HBO stuff is like putting it down, bro. They're knocking it out the park. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like having, talking- having that on my resume. As a as a resume line line, like HBO goes. Way Are they farther. knocking everything out the park though? They're not, not, no, they're, not, not they're not knocking everything out the park. It's true. It's and, true. And we, we, now we talk about uh, quality versus quantity, but the quantity is there and the quality is there on Netflix also. So you by far watch. How often do you watch HBO? I mean, I no, mean, I, I canceled the service. You're absolutely right. In terms of my viewing, my personal viewing habits, I'm on Netflix way more. It's true. It's true. Re- rethink your five year plan. <laughs> <laughs> you asked me. You asked me in terms of the resume. Like, I feel like it's more prestigious. I didn't say in terms of resume. What are you gonna do? And you went. You went. You chose resume. Don't don't put that in, uh, on me, fam. What, what would you do, brother? If 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 I'm you, which I'm not, I'm not the expert on things. I go Netflix. No, no. I ask you the same question. So if Net, I ask you a different question. So if Netflix had a sports opportunity, a sports show where you could get on there and do your thing, mm. and HBO had the same mm. one, so what would you do? Excited. HBO. I'm, I'm going Netflix because the numbers. Really? I'm going like, because I'm going to get numbers and I'm going to get a, I'm a larger reach and I'm going to be able to reach everybody. Like everybody can throw out that two ninety nine a month. I'm going to reach everybody. <laughs> like HBO, you're a little exclusive right now. Okay, drop your prices and we can do some work. Okay. I can live. I can live without. You know, without Westworld. I can live without. You cannot. Uh, you cannot <laughs> versus everything you got. If I got to pick one Westworld, Westworld is like five shows in one for my entertainment. But that's all I get versus ten. I'm taking ten shows. It's entertainment. <laughs> all right. Well, I, I'm going to ask you this: Are you taking Are you taking this to the bank? The Ant Man and the Wasp. Have you seen it? Have not seen it yet. Are you excited to it's see it? Out? Yes. All right. Yes. Yeah, it's, out. it's already. You, oh. you literally have been on the rock. You've been grinding, bro. Huh? The grind is serious I right see. now. I the see. The grind is like the grind. The Ant Man is it out? <laughs> Look, bro, if it comes to ESPN, Disney partnership, just keep it in the fam, I'm trying to be a part of everything. Man, 100%. So when you're trying to be a part of everything, uh, you, you don't really have time to see certain movies. But I'm so I'm so into this. I don't even watch TV. Man. Is it is the irony like when that's you how, get on TV, how, you don't how, watch TV? That's how it works, bro. Oh, it's gosh. Almost, yeah, that's how it it's works. It's a blessing, man. It's a blessing, brother. Well, I will say this. Ant-Man and the Wasp it debuted at number one. 
Um, it brought in about seventy-six million dollars. Um, it's the twentieth uh, movie um, under the the, the Marvel ban- the Marvel Universe banner. Um, it ranks the nineteenth highest debut with its fifty-seven point two million. Um, does that mean it's a good film, or does that just mean it's the newest film and things trend up? Hey. Hey, bro, numbers don't lie. Don't you know, dance. Numbers don't no, lie. No, 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 no. I didn't ask you that. Hey, I didn't what, ask you that. What did you ask me? I said, does this mean that Ant-Man and Wasp is the best Marvel film? Well, or no. does that just mean that Marvel is just trending well, upwards, that the next is only going to be the next, the next, I the don't, next? I, don't, I would never go as far to say that because a movie made you know, the most money means it's the best. No way. However, okay. however... What does it speak to as Marvel as a studio? Hey, that that it knows what it's doing, that it's consistent. That I it, ain't asked that. Hold on, but this this is why why I am like showcasing this consistently, consistently, consistently knocking stuff out the park, bro. Twenty times, okay. Twenty times we killing okay. everybody. Okay, but answer my question though. What's your question? What does this say about Ant Man and Wasp? Stop well, dancing. We gotta go see it. So when you take me to the movies and we can go see it, then we can make that judgment. Okay, you talking? <laughs> you talking numbers, man? Okay, okay. I'm just talking numbers, man. Money talks. I'm just saying, man. Okay. Well, being that you haven't seen it, um, I'm sure you saw um, Black Panther, and I'm sure you saw uh, um, the the last Marvel movie, right? Yeah, the greatest of all time. So, so okay, what's the greatest of all time? Thanos and that Avengers two. Or three or whatever it was, <laughs> the Avengers five was the greatest Marvel movie. It's, I mean, it was it was epic. I, I mean, literally, I, I I haven't seen like Black Panther to me is its own greatest ever, and then that's the greatest. Of, like they hit us over the head. Like oh yeah, they did. We I think it was phenomenal. Did you buy Black Panther no, DVD? No, I did not. But it was gifted. Do we to even me. need it was to? Gifted to me though. Oh, excuse if me. Somebody bought it as a gift. I oh, haven't opened it. Excuse me. Yeah. Are you going to frame it? Put it platinum yeah, on the wall? I was, so, was going to frame it and send it to you as a gift. You are so pro. So someone gifted it to me, I was going to gift it right back. What's your artistic <laughs> take on Black Panther? We've already been. We, me and you have discussed oh this offline gosh. and like a gang of times on the mess, show. I'm just messing with you. I'm just messing with you. <laughs> anyway, man. I told you, you got offended because okay. I said I'm waiting for White Panther. So I asked you, I asked you this question. And Chinese Panther. <laughs> I asked you this question. If you had to invest 10K... Mexican Panther. 10K of your own money. Croatian Panther. Would you invest in Marvel Studios or DC? Marvel! Marvel! DC is like second. I like DC, but Marvel, Marvel, Marvel. Did you really ask that? Hey, man. I like that you said that with like a straight face. Some some people, man, some people are are like really, really serious about this type of stuff, man. I'm a DC guy. I'm a Marvel guy. Being a DC guy is like being a Samsung guy. Like you're just (laughs) stubborn, dog. Okay, I was about to say, bro, because you used Stop to have it. you used to have a Samsung one, but I still had iPhone. I still had iPhone. I I, I just want to dip. I, I you know I wanted I wanted access. All right. Well, hey man, as always, brother, I appreciate you being on the show and, and giving us your takes and time. Um, where can the people find you, brother? Uh, at the Ryan Hollins on Twitter. Ryan Hollins, check me out, man. Your boy is trying to be a part of every show on every TV, giving you hot sports takes, your knowledge, dropping 10 years of uh, NBA experience, man. Shout out Black Hollywood Live. We in the building, man. It's your boy. Yes, sir. And yeah, thanks a lot, man, for, like I said, coming on the show. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Akili Shine, A-K-I-L-I-S-H-I-N-E. Appreciate all of you guys out there watching and listening to GNT. <laughs> we will see you next week. Everybody be safe out there. Early. From executives, Kevin Undergaro, Dario Kristen, Tiana Hobson, and the entire BHL staff, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. 
For questions and comments, contact us. Info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live, Scipio. Instagram me at King XO Bay. Thanks for tuning in.